you're traveling through another dimension. A dimension not only of sight and sound, but of mind. A journey into a wondrous land whose boundaries are that of imagination. There's a signpost ahead. Your next stop, the History Island Zone of Halloween.
Good evening, everybody, and welcome to a Halloween extravaganza. So I hope everybody's out there having a good time doing some trick-or-treating or going to some parties or some various great Halloween activities that are going on. So anyway, what is Halloween? Let's talk a little about how Halloween started. Halloween is an ancient tradition that has been celebrated in various cultures for over 2,000 years. It's uh, obviously celebrated October 31st in many countries. Um, it's the eve of the Western Christians' feast—excuse uh, um, me—feast of All Souls' Day. Now, Halloween is said to have had its origin in Celtic uh, areas about 2,000 years ago, and um, trick-or-treating evolved from a tradition called souling. And in the ancient culture, during the Celtic festival of uh, semen, I believe it's called, um, it was customary for ch poor children to go door-to-door -door begging for food and money. Of course, people were very poor back then. They say that in exchange for their generosity, the children would offer to pray for the souls of the recently lost loved ones of that family. And that's how that name Soling came about. Of course, the a tradition of celebrating on Halloween was to ward off the evil spirits because the next day, all um, November 1st, was the day when the veil between life and death was considered the thinnest. That tradition is kind of, that belief has gone on all the way to the modern day. And so Halloween would be the celebration of that at night. And they would try to celebrate. And the next day was All Saints Day. And that was when the veil between life and death was the thinnest. Now, of course, as um, the 19th century went on, um, the early colonists in America, who obviously were really, really strict Protestants, they didn't celebrate Halloween. They didn't believe in things like that. But what went, hap happened eventually is in the second half of the 19th century, in America anyway, um, the big wave of Irish and German and other European immigrants arrived in America. And of course, they were not so strict about their religion. And what happened is they helped spread the holiday across America. And it started out as pretty much of a serious, serious thing. And as time has gone on, it's changed. Um, it's gotten to the point where now, of course, in the modern day that we live in right now, Halloween is really one of the major holidays in America. Um, it's millions of dollars into the American economy. All you got to do is look around you anywhere and you'll see the Halloween decorations. So, of course, what got associated with it because of the thin veil between life and death, all the creepy things that started happening that became associated with Halloween. So we celebrate Halloween now, and some people celebrate Halloween um, in really creepy, creepy ways, and they love the creepy, scary things. And other people, uh, they... Um, they uh, celebrate um, in a happy way and they bring their kids trick-or-treating and they call pumpkins and they do things that are really fun. There is no other holiday like Halloween at all. It's really a one-of-a-kind holiday. Um, no other like it. So anyway, tonight we're going to try to have a little fun with it, play a couple of good Halloween songs, let you know about a great Halloween event. And... Um, 
off we go. So we're going to um, do some Halloween celebrating tonight. If you're out there, I hope you can enjoy, enjoy. So anyway, let's do a song. Um, now, let's see. I think our first song will be... Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to History Island on 103.9 FM LI News Radio. I'm Dale Spencer, your ghoulish host for the night. We'll be right back. I hope I didn't scare you. That's just the way we are when we come. Hi, my name is Mike Cueva. And I'm Lisa Steffens, and we work at BLD's Restaurant on Hawkins Avenue in Ronkonkoma. And we would love for everybody to come on down and visit us and check out our food items and our friendly atmosphere. We decorate all the time year-round. And like I said, we are family-owned. I'm there 20 years. Mike next to me is there about 15. And we would love everybody to come in and join us. Yeah, you have to try our pancakes, our waffles, our French toast, even our ribs are good burgers are great as well and don't forget our police officers our veterans our fire department we give discounts for veterans police officers seven days a week so come on down and visit us our business hours are 7 a.m to 9 p.m and we're known for your home away from home
and that is Boris the Spider by The Who. John Entwistle singing a great, great Halloween song. Hey, we got a special guest on the line. Um, there's a great event going on over in Comac, and if any of you are over in the Comac area, you have about an hour and a half to get to this amazing event, and that is the Peppermint Road Shop Shop. Well, anyway, we're going to talk to Nicole Alessi, who is running that event tonight. So, hey, Nicole, how are you doing today? Hey, we're doing really well. Good. How's it going over there? Good. Everything's amazing. I don't know if you can hear the crowd, the music going. Oh, I sure can. There's a lot of people here right now. We have food for everyone. We have a photo booth, and we have a lot of people having fun right now. Oh, great. Um, Can anybody hear the show over there as they're walking around? Say it again. Can people hear you on the show as they're walking around over there? Yeah, everyone here walking around right now. Oh, good, good. Um, why don't you try to get everybody to give us a big hello from there? All right. Hello. Hey, everybody over there. How you all doing tonight? Ready, everyone? Give a big hello. Yeah, that's great. So, Nicole. Yes. How many years have you been doing this event now? Well, we've been doing this event for about 20 years, and every year we do something different for some families or foundations that, you know, are really important to us. And um, this year we're doing something for the Daniela Conti Foundation, which is for pediatric cancer. Oh, that is really tremendous. So um, anybody who could get over there in the next uh, basically hour and a half can get involved and see this amazing display you guys put on. Um, like, what kind of things do you have going on over there? So we have a photo booth going on. We have desserts that were donated to us by Euro Pastry, which is a bakery. Um, we have a bunch of characters walking around, taking pictures, interacting with the crowd daring everyone we have flames and um a lot of fun oh and, and from what i understand you guys get more involved every year and it gets better and better each year as you go along absolutely yes every year we get a little bit more we have so much help from our friends and family and our neighbors we can't thank them enough without them we wouldn't have any of this going on but yeah every year we add something new and cool and exciting to the to the event to make it better for the community Oh, that's really great. And now, once the event is over tonight, um, you think there's a way that people could uh, could donate to the um, charity afterwards? Yeah, so they can donate tonight. We're running until 10 o'clock. Or they can visit the website, which is the Daniela Conti Foundation.org. Um, and just a little bit about it, the Daniela Conti Foundation is a 501c3 not-for-profit organization. It was founded in 2020 by Daniela's parents, and her parents wanted to honor the life of their oldest daughter, Daniela, who passed away from rhabdomyosarcoma. This foundation raises awareness and financial support to families all across Long Island who are affected by childhood cancer, um, and they also help fund childhood cancer research. 
They raise their money um, through events like this, the Peppermint Chop Shop in Comac, 5Ks, galas, and other events. It's an amazing organization and foundation that they put together to give back to families all across Long Island. So if anyone's around in the area, please come down and help support us. If not, go visit their website, and it's the DaniellaContiFoundation.org. Oh, that's really great. That I God bless you guys for the work that you're doing with that. That is a wonderful and really necessary thing that needs to happen. Yeah, absolutely. And we love it. And, you know, it's for the community, for people to come, enjoy, have a good time, memories with their families. It's just a, a great event that we put on. And then the least we can do is give back to any foundation, um, any awareness or any families that do need the help. So it's an honor for us to be able to help out the Daniela Conti Foundation. Um, so anything we can do for them, we will. Oh, that's great. Now, you guys are at 2 Peppermint Road in Comac, right? Four. Four Peppermint. Oh, I'm sorry. Four Peppermint Road. So I know everybody who might be out there, if you're in that Comac area, it's basically off Haunted Road. Use your GPS and look up Four Peppermint Road. You'll have to park right down the block because the road is shut off tonight. But it is a -a one-of-a-kind type of event. You will not believe what you will see over there. And you can help raise some money for a really, really good charity. Yeah, absolutely. We're right by the Colmac High School, right off the of town line. So please come down if you're in the area, check it out. Have a, a dessert, get some donuts or cookies, have a little fun, get a picture with someone here and help us raise more money for childhood cancer. Oh, excellent. Well, anyway, uh, let me let you get back to what you got to do. I'm sure you're pretty busy over there. And um, yeah. Uh, so anyway, if you're over there, you got an hour and a half to go, people, before you can uh, before that event closes for the night. And it's highly, highly recommended. Nicole, thank you so much for coming on. Dale, thank you so much for having us. We appreciate this so much. It's an honor to be on your show. Oh, thank you so much. It's an honor to have you on. Uh, God bless you. Yes, thanks, Dale. Have a great night. Yes, happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Okay, everybody. So that is quite an amazing event. Um, and we discovered it ourselves this year. And, um, yeah, we um, we want to go um, check it out. Um, we went the other night. It was really, really amazing. Um Better than most events. So there's been a lot of good uh, events that go on. We're not really going to go over a list of tonight's events because almost all of them are over since our show is on Halloween tonight. But uh, when we come back, we're going to talk a little more about some of the haunted spots of Long Island. And um, Long Island is an amazing place as well as its history. It's got a really, really long history of hauntings and creepy things that might scare a lot of people. Um, Some things, for example, like the Montauk Monster, often talked about. It washes up on the beaches here and there. The ancient fishermen of Long Island used to spot it in the water. And are these things legends or are they real? Not anyone really knows. But the Montauk Monster has been reported. I've seen supposed pictures of it. Who knows if it's really true or not. Many, many haunted sites on Long Island. We have, for example, um, the Country House. um, uh, That's um, built in 1710, and that's up in Stony Brook Village. And the Country House is reported to be haunted by the ghost of 
Annette Williamson. And Annette Williamson died up in that area, and she wanders through the halls of the place at night. And when people have weddings and events there, they many times run into her as they're doing those events. So that's one of the places. Another, and right in Smithtown, right by the train station, is Katie's. Uh, we could probably do a whole show about Katie's because Katie's is so badly haunted from what we heard. People push glasses off the bar. Well, I shouldn't say people. We're talking about ghosts. And they push glasses off the bar and all kinds of crazy things happen. And people have been scared right out of that place by the, some of the things that have happened there. And that's not to mention the places like the Normandy Inn, which had closed a number of years ago on Lakeland Avenue. And um, that was an amazing place. It's being rebuilt into another kind of building now. But I have a feeling that that isn't going to end the haunting because the girl named Maria who was strangled there still wanders the upstairs hallways. Okay. Um, so anyway, we're going to go to a commercial now. And... We're going to go to a commercial now, and um, when we come back, we'll uh, have more spooky Halloween stuff for you. You're listening to History Island, 103.9 FM, <laughs> LI News Radio. Night, about 12 o'clock, I thought I'd go downstairs just to check the lock. When I heard something in the house, I don't mean a mouse. I swear they were spooks, spooks, spooks. I know they were spooks, 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 spooks. I couldn't move just a...
Here's a really creepy Halloween song for you folks. Ray Manzarek with I Wake Up Screaming from 1976. Joe Walsh on guitar, by the way, on that. And the fabulous Patti Smith reading the poetry. So anyway, back to our Halloween extravaganza. By the way, you're listening to 103.9 LI Radio News Radio, History Island. And of course, I'm your host for the night, Dale Spencer. So anyway, here's another story. Um, uh, we have one more event I want to tell you about because it's still going on. An old Bethpage Village restoration has been doing a great show all season, the great jack-o'-lantern blaze of Long Island. An amazing, amazing light show that has, uh, I can't even describe it. It is one of the, a world-class event. But that event's not ending tonight. It goes on for another few days. It's going to be there November 3rd, 4th, and 5th next weekend. So if you want to get out and have a fun time, 45-minute walkabout to do that uh, event, it's about 7,000 hand-carved jack-o'-lanterns, all carved by a team of artisans who did really amazing good work with it. So there's an event you could go check out, and I'm sure you'd love it. So one thing we want to know is... um, Hey, why is a pumpkin called a jack-o'-lantern? Where did that tradition come from? Well, that comes from an Irish folk tale, actually, about a man named Stingy Jack. It's an ancient tale. And Stingy Jack was eternally doomed to roam the earth that night after he made a deal with the devil. To guide his way, he lit a coal in a carved-out turnip inspiring Irish and Scottish people to do the same when they immigrated to America. And then they realized that the native pumpkins in America had a much more ideal surface for carving. So this tradition slowly changed, and the jack-o'-lantern is a thing to ward off the evil spirits on Halloween night. People carve them and they leave them lit all night. So, of course, Long Island, like I said, is full of, full of creepy, creepy stories. So one really popular myth that's been well known for a long time is the the legend of Mary's grave. The legend of Mary's grave 
is a really scary one. Mary was supposedly, no one knows Mary's last name. There's been many versions of this legend. But she supposedly lived up in the Setauket area, maybe had a harbor up there. And Mary was a, a girl who was born, when she was born, her mom passed away from the difficult childbirth. And as the story goes, her father always blamed her for her, his wife's death. So Mary grew up as the only child in the family. And she was always all alone. And Mary would go out in the woods and she would play and walk the fields. And she became friends with all the animals. Her father had built her a little stone spring house that she would love to hang out in because the temperature was always good there, winter and summer. She made friends with all the local animals and they would come right up to her when she saw them. And Mary was a lonely girl. Well, after some years, what happened was, in one version, her father, eventually missing his wife, came and found Mary. And unfortunately, he slept with Mary, his own daughter, a really bad case of incest. But he was a well-known man in the community, and Mary was afraid to say anything because people wouldn't believe her. They would believe that her father couldn't do something like that. So Mary started losing her mind. And what happened is, over time, she became farther and farther detached from reality. And what eventually happened was, one day Mary went out, and she had a hatchet that she would use around the farm. And she took the hatchet and she chopped all her animal friends up into little pieces. And then she went back home and she went to bed with the hat, the bloodied hatchet in her hand. And then her father called her at night to come into the bed with him. And she went into the bed and she chopped her father's head off with the hatchet and chopped them up until he was dead. And then she just simply rolled over and went to sleep and slept next to the body for days and days and days. And what happened eventually was the local residents missing this man went to look for him and find out what was happening. And when they got to the house, they knocked on the door and nobody answered. So they opened the door and they walked in and what they found was Mary sleeping next to the bloated dead father's body that had been there for days and days and days. They were horrified. So they took Mary and they dragged her out and they hung her from a local tree on the edge of the farm. And that's where Mary is today. She haunts that farm. It's a hard place to find. Some people claim they know where it is. Many have been searching for her for years. But they buried Mary in an unmarked grave and she wanders at night in that area. And if you happen to be one of the unlucky people that goes there, you might come across Mary some night. So be careful when you're out there. Now another of the really popular stories is the story of Sweet Hollow Road and Mount Misery Road in the Huntington area. That is a really haunted road. Many, many people over the years have gone there and took a ride on Sweet Hollow Road. And if you take a ride on Sweet Hollow Road at night, really eerie things happen. There's a cemetery along the road where the gates are always locked, but all of a sudden you'll come along at night and the gates will be open and the cemetery will be beckoning you in. There was a policeman who got shot in that area many, many decades ago. And don't pull over if the cop tries to pull you over because he pulls people over and he doesn't 
take you away. I'll give you a ticket. But when you turn, when he turns away from the car where he's got you pulled over, he has no back of his head. And he's really scared people. And there's many, many stories. You could actually go online and see stories of people's experiences there. I'm sure some are made up, but many are not made up probably. It's a really haunted place on Long Island. A very creepy place to go. There's also, it crosses under a Northern State Parkway bridge. And there's a supposed story of three boys who hung themselves from the bridge. And it's said that if you stop your car under the bridge, your car will stall and it won't start again. And you see the three boys who are hung there. And so if you ever want, if you have a really brave, I wouldn't do it on Halloween night if I was you. Take a ride down Sweet Hollow Road. Look it up on a map and find out where it is. A really, really creepy, creepy place. So, of course, we talk about some people who did a lot of work for Halloween in, um, in, in the current age. And, of course, one of them was Vincent Price. Vincent Price made a whole career out of doing horror movies. He was a dramatic actor to begin with. And he had a career out of horror movies and became really well known and as the horror master of his time. And... um. Well, let's hear a little bit of um, um, what Vincent Price might have had to say in a movie. Um, He did many, many movies. You could look him up online and you'll find out um, a lot about him. A really good guy, a really nice guy. Um, He's actually appeared on The Muppet Show. And when he appeared on The Muppet Show, he actually performed the Monster Mash with the Muppets at one time. But he did, in the 50s, he did some of the really, really creepy movies of the time. So Vincent Price is someone that we celebrate. Anyway, like I said, Long Island has a lot of haunted places. So let's talk a little about them. One that a lot of people talk about, obviously, is the Amityville Horror House. No one knows if the Amityville Horror is a real story or not. Um, Ronald DeFeo killed his parents there. Some people say he was just a crazy guy who killed his parents. But the people who moved in the house after that, oh, all kinds of crazy things happened. And um, they eventually moved out. Um, and a really, really scary story, the Amityville Horror, it's taken on a life of its own over the years. And um, it's, you know, an amazing story. Now, another one of the stories that's gained really national traction and worldwide traction over the years is the story of the Indian princess of Lake Ronkonkoma. The Indian princess of Lake Ronkonkoma was a Setauka Native American Indian, and she lived in the 1670s. And she fell in love with a white trapper named Hugh Birdsall. And they pined for each other's love for seven years because her dad would not let her marry him because he, she wanted her to marry an Indian or a Native American, as you would say. And um, eventually she drove out in her canoe to the middle of the lake, plunged the knife into her heart, and fell in the lake dead. Now, supposedly, her spirit inhabits Lake Ronkonkoma, and every year she finds one male and drags that male down to her, thinking it's Hugh Birdsoul, the lover that she never got to really have the relationship with. 
that legend has gone on for years and years and years. And um, many people believe it. Many, many people believe it in Lake Ronkonkoma itself. And mothers will generally not let their boys swim in Lake Ronkonkoma. I'm sure many of you have heard different stories about it. There's also a really wild story about a skeleton that the pirates supposedly chained in the woods after they robbed him along the shoreline of Lake Ronkonkoma. Well, that story actually turned out to not be a ghost story. And what turned out, a very sad story. There was a gentleman and he was very depressed. And what he actually did is he went into the woods and to commit suicide, he chained himself to a tree in the middle of the woods. And then he threw the key away where he could never reach it. And they didn't find him for months. But when they finally figured it out, it's one of the sad stories that adds to the many, many legends of Lake Ronkonkoma, a really spooky place. Some people believe Lake Ronkonkoma is a vortex, and the legends there have gone on for years and years and years. So anyway, we have a million of these stories about the hellhounds that would get you if you were out at night. There's, of course, stories we won't even go to on this show about Pilgrim State Hospital and Kings Park Hospital and all the horrors that happen there. But, of course, Halloween is a big holiday. And not everything about Halloween is spooky, creepy stories. There's been a lot of fun had with Halloween over the years. And we're going to give you an example of that right now. Everyone knows this song. Began to rise, and suddenly, to my surprise, he did the match. He did the monster match. The monster match. It was a graveyard smash. He did the match. It caught on in a flash. He did the match. He did the monster match. From my laboratory in the castle east to the master bedroom where the vampires feast, the ghouls all came from their humble abodes. To get a jolt from my electrode They did the mash They did the monster mash The monster mash It was a graveyard smash They did the mash It caught on in a flash They did the mash They did the monster mash The zombies were having fun The party had just begun The guests included Wolfman Dracula and his son The scene was rocking, all were digging the sounds Igor on chains, backed by his baying hounds The coffin bangers were about to arrive With their vocal group, the Crypt Kicker Five They played the match They played the monster match The monster match It was a graveyard smash They played the match It got on in a flash They played the match They played the monster match Out from his coffin, Rack's voice did ring Seemed he was troubled by just one thing Opened the lid and shook his fist and said Whatever happened to my Transylvania twist? It's now the match It's now the monster match The monster match And it's a graveyard smash It's now the match It's caught on in a flash It's now the match It's now the monster match now everything's cool, Drax a part of the band And my Monster Mash is the hit of the land For you, the 
living. This mash was meant to. When you get to my door, tell them what is sent. Then you can mash. Then you can monster mash. The monster mash. And do my graveyard smash. Then you can mash. You'll catch on in a flash. Then you can mash. Then you can monster mash. Ah, yes, like I said, a lot more lighthearted than Monster Mash by Boris Pickett, a real Halloween classic. I think anyone who knows anything about Halloween knows that song. So anyway, that is a little information about Halloween that some of you might not know, some dark tales and some light tales. I just want to say to everybody, don't eat too much candy tonight. If you've trick-or-treated, take care of each other out there. And just be good to each other and have fun. And we will see you back here on History Island, Long Island News Radio 103.9. I'm Dale Spencer, and I've been your ghoulish host for the night. Stop it.